It's time for Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here is your host, the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. So close last night in Knoxville. I don't know if anybody was paying attention. I was watching it on ESPN+. Plus. Memphis's women with their new coach, Alex Simmons, who, by the way, is a former player for Pat Summit at Tennessee and a former teammate of the coach at Tennessee, which is why I think it's the first time since the early 2000s the two teams have played and why the Vols will be here in Memphis next year. This one, though, with the 15th-ranked Vols, if we had lines, they would have been heavy favorites. At home? My God. Goodness, Memphis had a nine-point lead in the game. Memphis was then behind by nine late in the game, tied the game, actually had a chance to win it in regulation. Madison Griggs, who is going to become the all-time three-point leading shooter. She's the greatest shooter in the women's history. She's going to break Rodney Carney's streak in the next two or three games. She'll have... Over, I can't remember how many threes at the moment, but she's going to beat it and beat it handily. She's going to become the greatest shooter of all time. Missed a three, would have won the game. But here is this freshman who might be the highest-ranked recruit Memphis has had in several years. She's from Bartlett. Her name is Raven Simmons. She's the number nine, or was, the number nine high school prospect out of the state of Tennessee. Stayed home. Alex Simmons recruited her. She stayed home. She grabbed the rebound off the Griggs miss and tied the game up. They went to overtime, and that's where the Vols just took over. They ended up winning by 10. So that's like 20 straight times now they've won by double digits over Memphis. But this one did go to OT. Memphis did have their chances. Memphis just could not rebound. They, they killed him on the boards, and that was the difference in the game. But Memphis turned him over. Memphis has some clutch players. This team is going to be pretty good. I don't know how they lost the first game so badly at Middle Tennessee, but I think this team is going to be pretty good. This girl, uh, Raven uh, Sims, is, is really uh, a top-notch player. And there's other good pieces. Alex Simmons seems to be somebody that can get uh, folks put things together. So keep an eye on that. Uh, I, I think you're going to enjoy Memphis basketball, and there's a lot of excitement about it. I mean, they sold over 300 season tickets. That's the most in history, I believe, and um, they're on the move. So, anyway, that was kind of fun last night. Buffalo can't count. If you watch Monday Night Football, and we are going to talk with Jeff Moore uh, at the bottom of the hour here, as we always do on Tuesdays, we put to bed each week, take a little peek forward to the next week. And um, Buffalo marches down, and they go ahead because Denver kept missing extra points. Their kicker was not so good. And this will come in later. So Buffalo, clutch drive. Josh Allen runs the ball into the end zone. By the way, they run the ball down the field. I think it was 75 yards. Correct me if I am wrong, Zach Boyd. They run the ball, and Josh Allen runs into the end zone for the tying touchdown. And then, of course, they kick the extra point. They're ahead 22-21. Didn't not, did not throw one pass the whole drive. Use up clock. Now, I can't remember how much time is left, but it sets up Russell Wilson and Denver and Sean Payton, the coach, with nifty play calling. And they work the ball down into field goal range for this guy who's already missed a couple extra points. So they only had two timeouts left. And the way it worked out was they end up taking a timeout. And what they decided to do is to take a knee with about 25 seconds left. And then they will, on the fly, bring in their special teams. Which is going to get confusing, obviously, for Buffalo that doesn't know how to count. So that's exactly what they do. In comes Russell Wilson, the offensive line victory formation. They're down 22-21. There's 25 seconds left. Play clock starts. Play clock is ticking 
gets the snap, takes the knee, 20 seconds left. And now here comes both special teams onto the field. They have to rush it, but not too bad. They're all set. He's going to wait till there's four seconds left, snap the ball, kick it through, win the game. That's exactly what they do, except the guy misses. Wide right. Uh-oh. Buffalo, in their confusion of switching special teams on the fly, can't count. They have an extra man. They got 12 on the field. The NFL spots it. Flag comes out. Now the kick is five yards less. Kick was distance. It uh, wasn't an issue. It was, it was aiming. He gets another try, untimed down. Defense can't end the game on a defensive penalty. And kicks it through. And Buffalo loses the game. The, the Broncos have now won, what, three in a row? Looks like Sean Payton is starting to work the magic that he had in New Orleans, taking a terrible team and making them decent. I didn't think it was going to happen. Three in a row. But Buffalo gave the game away. Buffalo had four turnovers in that game. And... Terrible penalties that aided that drive. They had a pass interference. Really and truly, Russell Wilson put one up for grabs. If the defensive back looks back, he's going to get a pick or he's going to knock it down. And instead, he doesn't. So he runs into the guy who's coming back to get the ball because the ball was short. And that sets them up in field goal position. So that's a penalty. And then the penalty with the 12th man on the field. Wow. I mean, they gave that game away in so many different ways. We'll talk about that for sure. The Grizzlies tonight, they will take on the Lakers. Late tip, 930. I, I think it was worth twenty five grand to Taylor Jenkins, don't you, to, to get that fine and show he's pulling for his guys and... They win the next game. Every every you know, and he did make this one switch. He started Gilliard at the point that moves smart to the second guard. That seemed to work. Biambi's been good, double doubles. I don't think they're gonna win tonight. Although, you know what? LeBron might not play. He's he got, might not play. He's got a sore calf, right? Yeah. That's the issue. I think I think LeBron need to sit out a couple of games. Well, right? you know what? <laughs> All I can tell you is I've seen this year a couple of times where guys had calf uh, soreness. Stiffness, all that thing, and the next thing you know, they have Achilles. So maybe he will sit out. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be nice for, for the Grizzlies. His, I mean, he's, he's such an old man. You know, you got you got to have some rest. You know. Well, and he's playing a lot more minutes than they intended. He's supposed to play no more than thirty minutes a game. He's played forty-two in a lot of these because they mm. want to win. I don't, I don't necessarily blame him. You know, it is an eighty-two game schedule. I think you should honor that for your fans who are paying all that money. That's my thought. Anyway, we're going to talk college basketball with the Hall of Famer Mike DeCourcy in a minute. I'm sitting in the Family Leisure Studios. A reminder: the Overstock inventory still there. They want you to clear it out, and they entice you with select patio sets up to fifty percent off. Play gym under $2,000 and the winter pool closing items that you need and you better start thinking about it because we are, I think the heat is over now. Should be. Heck, we're almost at Thanksgiving. Close the pool, save 30%. That's all I'm saying. Please get to the Overstock sale at I-40 and Wooden Road. That is Family Leisure. Our title sponsor is all about luxury and new technology, all the bells and whistles, all the new game things that you would love in a car. They are there, bright and shiny, in a Genesis. That's the luxury car that everybody would love to have. I've had a couple, and I'll tell you, once you've ridden in that car, there's nothing else you can ride in and feel the same way. You can't. It's just really... A tremendous way to go. And right now, and you can thank Chris True and, of course, Vinnie Girard, who's over the Genesis at Genesis of Olive Branch. They got special prices on the SUVs. That's the GV70 and 80 and special financing options. Go see Vinnie at Genesis of Olive Branch. That's the corner of Highway 78, Lamar, really, in Memphis, and Craft Road, the first exit in Mississippi. Mike DeCourcy joins us now. I don't know, Mike, did you get a chance to see the Tigers absolutely destroy Missouri in Missouri Friday night? I did see uh, a, a fair a fair amount of that. There were other games uh, uh, that night as well, Duke and Arizona, etc. But uh, what a defensive performance by the Tigers uh, to and, and and what was impressive about it was that if they went up there and it was like wrecked them from the start, 
and you'd say, well, Missouri's just not very good. But it was a competitive game, and then all of a sudden they just, you know, they, they locked in on D and, and, and figured out what uh, what worked against this team and and just completely took command of the game at that end of the floor. And, and, and uh, it, it was it was extraordinarily impressive for this time of year. I, I, I think also Javon Quinterly showed what he could do because, honestly, in the exhibition games, and uh, he didn't even play in the first one, and in the game against Jackson State, he looked like he was very rusty and maybe still injured, and now he looked like Kendrick Davis did last year in that game in the second half uh, in Missouri. And, by the way, Missouri was getting votes in the polls prior to that game, and they're at home with a sub. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that's what that's what I'm saying. It, it it was it was a it was a competitive battle for a while. Which you know, votes are one thing at this time of year, though. People, everybody could be wrong. I mean, I thought Maryland was going to be terrific, and Maryland can't make a basket. I mean, against uh, they they lost to UAB and to Davidson, both very good mid major plus high major minus teams, but but still not Big Ten teams or SEC teams. And and they just couldn't make a basket. But Mizzou, uh, they showed in the first half they can. And then when 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 the the Tigers got it together, uh, it changed the game. I, I I've always liked Javon Quinterly as a point guard. And it, last year was an odd year for him because he was coming off of off of the the major injury from the year before. So it took a while, a long while for him to really get going. Uh, and by the time he dips his toe in the water, uh, what, what seemed like a you know a you know it seemed like the the calm beach in Aruba uh, when he when he was getting ready to to dive in, then all of a sudden everything went to heck at Alabama, uh, and that's when he's ready to go. So uh, it, it this will it, it, in a lot of ways this will be a much more conventional year for him and. And I think that'll be really good for him. I, I wouldn't expect the same type of player as Kendrick because Kendrick was Kendrick was a guy who could get you twenty and six, and that's kind of who he was. Javon is more like fifteen and eight, and and run the show and defend at a really high level. And those are the things that he can do for the Tigers over the course of the next four or five months. I, I and I think he will, and 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 it should be like like the fifteen and eight you're saying, which was fourteen and eight by the way in that game, uh, <laughs> and, and and a part of that is because you've got David Jones and you've got uh, Walton, and right. those two guys are really good. David Jones, uh, his first double double, uh, he's been he's the kind of guy that reminded me of. And, and I'm saying, not saying he does it the same way, but I am saying he will get points on a regular basis and rebounds on a regular basis the way DeAndre Williams would for you last year. I think he's that good. Yeah, I think it's very possible. Uh, I thought I thought he looked really good on Friday night. I, I liked what he got out of Caleb Mills, and and wouldn't it be nice for him to have a happy ending to his college career? Yes. It, it, it's been a, you know, it, it's it's never been quite right. He's been two really good programs before this, at with, under two really good coaches, but probably at the wrong time for him in both cases. And so now he gets this opportunity with the Tigers. And you know, I, having been there, as you know, uh, many years ago, but still, Memphis appreciates basketball players in a way that very few cities do. If you if you deliver for them, you know, it, you're in their embrace. Uh, for a long time, and so it'd be really cool if he could if he could finish his career with the kind of performance that happened Friday night being a regular thing. Well, it, it, the defense was amazing because the, the 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 guy that hurt the Tigers East it didn't get a shot when, with him yeah. on there, and I had no idea he was such a good defensive player. I mean, look, he was preseason AAC Player of the Year. With Houston, and then he left four games in. And if you talk to the kid who's really an honest, smart young man, he'll tell you that was my immaturity. I never should have left Houston. He says that. He says he still talks to Kelvin Sampson today. But yeah. uh, he, he, he was 
not appreciative enough, and and I think he's learned, and I think he is going to appreciate this. I got to ask you, I'm I'm sure you're in Chicago. Normally, you are for this Champions thing. They do yeah, Michigan on my State. way actually. Okay, yeah, so I, Michigan I State, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas tonight, right? Yep. Um, you were high on Michigan State. That's for sure. I read the article. I know it's been 23 years since the Big Ten has has won a title. They've lost already, Michigan State. Are you still as high on the Big Ten? What do you think are the best conferences this year? Well, I'm not. I I, I will be honest with you. I after after last season, you know, they they had eight teams in the tournament and and had a really strong regular season. Not a great tournament performance. I, I saw the players who were departing and thought, well, oh, maybe not this time. And then as the as the offseason went along and you added some players and that sort of thing, I thought uh, that this could be uh, a really strong year. I'm a little bit less sure of that uh, a week in, but really you you got to get to that first month mark before you really know. Uh, Maryland is a disappointment uh, to this point, yeah. uh, as I mentioned. But Michigan is a revelation. I mean, they went up to St. John's in the Garden and destroyed St. John's. It was all, it was basically a thirty point game, and that, that you know Phil Martelli uh, running the Wolverines now while Jawan Howard continues to uh, heal from from off season uh, heart surgery. Uh, it, they, but Doug McDaniel, their their sophomore point guard. I, I saw Doug last year. He was on our air uh, early in the Big Ten conference season. Uh, when I was doing Big Ten basketball and beyond with Rafael Davis and had an absolutely magnificent performance. And it looked like, okay, he can keep them together and, and get them to the tournament, but he just wasn't ready physically. Uh, and then all of a sudden now, uh, having had the offseason, he looks like the be- one of the best guards in the Big Ten. So Michigan uh, will be better. I-, 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 I still think the Spartans can be great. Uh, they were really bad in that game against a very good James Madison team. Uh, th- there are three veterans, uh, Malik Hall, uh, Jay Nakins, A.J. Hogard shot, I believe it was something like a combined six of 36, somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe 34, maybe 35. But it was, it, when you have three guys like that play like that, I thought that Tom was a little bit reluctant to trust his freshman in that game. And after it, he realized, he should have, when they went into overtime, he should have played Cone Carr throughout the overtime and lived with whatever happened. Instead, he trusted the veterans, and they continued to underperform. They won't do that again on a regular basis. They'll have nights. I mean, it could be tonight. Duke's terrific. Uh, Duke's a, a really good team. They, they could very well get beaten again tonight. But if, if Tom embraces the freshman that he has, Jeremy Fears, the point guard, Xavier Booker, the big guy, and Carr, who's just a you know, he's one of those next-level uh, dynamic players who plays above the rim and plays hard and tough. I think if he continues to incorporate them, they can still be terrific. Man, there's so many good games tonight. I, I should point out, by the way, Michigan and Memphis first round in Atlantis uh, next week. That, that'll that be fun to watch. But you, you've got Michigan State Duke, as you mentioned, Kentucky, Kansas. Later in the night on on FS1 is Iowa, Creighton. They both score about a hundred points a game. That'll be fun. <laughs> That'll be fun to watch. Um, so back to my initial initial question there. Uh, most people think Big Twelve, Big East are the two best conferences. You're mentioning uh, the Big Ten a little bit in there. I uh, the SEC is obviously pretty good. Where, yeah. How would you rank these things? I would say probably Big Twelve, SEC. Big Ten, I, I think probably that's the way it will go. Uh, but this this next this next month, six weeks is where it really all gets decided. And sometimes it, we are surprised, and especially now, honestly, Dave, uh, we we've always had it. Uh, those of us who do this and do it reasonably well at least have an idea. And even you know what I've been sporting news for thirty years, and how many times have I? No got way! It can't be thirty years. You were just here. Yeah, yeah, uh, I've, I've been full time for twenty three, and oh my gosh, yeah, on the rest of the time, it's, it's it, this is I'm, I think it's my twenty ninth season. Wow. Um, but and so, how many times have I gotten the champion right? I think it's four or five, maybe <laughs> in that period. So that's why we love it. Do, even doing it reasonably well, uh, you don't get it a hundred percent right. But here's the thing: right now, it's 
it's more educated guessing than ever because you don't know how this player will translate to high major. You don't know how this player will translate to that program. And, and we don't, you don't know whether or not the freshman will even get any air because, you know, they may have all the accolades, but their coach might not want to put him in because he's got five seniors on his team. It's just there's, there's so much that we don't know until they get on the floor and play. And the beauty of November and December in college basketball, you know, these challenges that we have, uh, like the Gavit games that I was at last night with Purdue and Xavier, uh, the uh, what you'll see down in Atlantis next week or uh, out in Maui, yeah. the, the unbelievable field they have. We'll have a lot better handle on on who really is strong at that point. Speaking of which, Maui is where Memphis will be not an, uh, a year from now, next Thanksgiving. So I can't wait for that one. All right, last thing, Boogie makes your All American team. I love that. I. Explain to me, Zach Eady, seriously. Now, I've only seen him one time in person, and that was when they lost to Fairleigh Dickinson and the NCAAs. But he's so big, but yet so immobile. And I know he can block shots because he's so enormous. But you're you're sure that guy is that good? He's less immobile than you think he is. I mean, he's not... uh, You know, he's not dancing around there like Kevin Durant. But for a 7'4 guy... Uh, and, and who who carries a lot of weight? He he does move really well. Um, it, you're talking about somebody who last night, okay? He played he played probably a B minus Zach Eady game and scored 28 and grabbed 12 rebounds and blocked I think four shots. I mean he wasn't great. Uh, he was he was mad at himself after the game for missing. I think he missed seven or eight shots. I think he was about 50 percent, 52 percent from the field last night. He doesn't think he should ever be below 70, and maybe he's right, but Xavier chose to play behind him the entire game, and they didn't double much. But they, but what they did was they played behind him, and they sealed off their guys, and their, their whole thing was uh, don't allow Purdue to get second chances. And in the first half, Purdue had two offensive rebounds. But I was talking after the game with Sean Miller, the coach, and he said what you don't realize is how that wears on you. To have to deal with seven foot four, I don't know, two ninety something like that. At least, it just, yeah, it just wears on you, and it 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 changes how you play, and it it's really hard to defend him for for anybody who's a normal size. And it's funny when you say normal size, and normal size is six ten to twenty five, but it's really hard for those guys to defend him. Yeah, all right. Enjoy tonight, my friend. As always, we appreciate it. We'll do this again next Tuesday. Absolutely, Dave. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News. 30 years. Holy smokes. That is hard to believe. He's brought to you by Conway. Conway Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electric. Reputable services forever in this market. That is for sure. If you've got a need, they come to you. If you've got a problem with your heating, or and it's time to get that thing ready, or cooling, or electric, or plumbing, there's nobody better to the rescue than Conway. Back in just a minute, Jeff Moore on the National Football League. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. Jeff Moore on the NFL coming your way momentarily. He's brought to you by Southern Security, your home team, credit union. They keep getting bigger. They just broke ground on a brand-new facility in Collierville. Look, they've been doing this for 70 years. Southern Security has been serving the Simid South with unbeatable rates, low fees, the best of service, and always the newest technology. Can't wait to see what they got in that building in Collierville when that thing springs up. If you're a business noter or if you're in need of an auto loan, maybe you need better benefits with your credit card at Southern Security. They can handle all of your business banking needs. They get the lowest competitive rates on loans, everything that might 
be uh, involving your credit card. They can do a better job and a whole lot more. And you get to talk to somebody. Now, you can go to their website. That's simple. Go to southernsecurity.org. But if you're like me and you like to talk to somebody and feel like your family, call 901-452-7900. That's Southern Security, your home team credit union. Crazy stuff going on. Apparently, the Bills, they... You know, Josh Allen fumbles the ball, four turnovers in that game, and the best way to fix things is fire your OC. They just did that. Yeah, I don't know if that's the best solution. Uh, they uh, they just for too long, I think, have just depended on Josh Allen to be Superman, and they they they've not developed any kind of credible running game, and so teams are just uh, learning how to just scheme against them and and try to deal with their their passing attack. And just wait for Josh Allen to make a mistake, and and that's kind of been a formula that's worked uh, against them. They're five and five now; they're still in good shape in that division, but um, they've got a lot of questions that need to be answered, and uh, their play calling is just one of them. The OC would not be involved in the defensive field goal special teams. Would he? Because that's the guy that should have been fired. Yeah. How do you have twelve out there? Which cost you the game because the guy misses, and then of course they got to re-kick it five yards closer without a timing issue because you can't end the game on a defensive penalty, and that's what happened last night. That's why they lost the game. Yeah. They gave the guy who was a terrible kicker in that game; he'd already missed extra points another chance because they had a twelfth guy out there, yeah. and now they fire the OC. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, I mean they they've got a lot of questions to answer with the with the Bills. I got to believe that locker room is just really uh, in a. Uh, in a challenging situation now, and and they've got to figure it out. I mean, they've still got a good opportunity. They've still got a lot of games left, and they're a good position in their division, but they're playing horrible. The NFL is the most popular, most watched sports enterprise in America, by far, by far, far, far. And now we can see why. All the upsets we had this week, uh, how many walk-off kicks? So five out of five where there were five games that ended with walk-off field goals out of 12, almost 50%. I mean, that's Man. just great football all the way. I mean, it's great competitive games all the way through, and uh, uh, fans love it. Uh, and it's, it's it's been great for the league. And it's just great to see players playing um, all the way through those games and not uh, and not giving up, especially uh, when the games are tight. Man, I you, you can't beat that. And then, like last night, What's even crazier is the guy gets a second chance, and he was terrible the whole game. That's a good redemption story. It is. Uh, because he'd missed all that, and they still won the football game. Sean Payton's doing a heck of a job there. Huh? I thought when this season started that Denver was really awful, and now they've won three in a row. Yeah, there's, they were struggling at first, but it seems like this offense is starting to kind of gather itself. Uh, Russell Wilson really played a great game in terms of his completion percentages. He was really spot on, and... And they've got some weapons. Uh, they just got to keep uh, competing and uh, making it uh, being consistent in that division. They should be okay. Midway through, a little bit more. Um, I don't think there's any question that the surprise story of the year, maybe the best story of the whole year, is your former quarterback at Tennessee, the guy that was an aerospace engineer. Which is hard to believe. The guy, I, I looked at this today. Do you realize that Joshua Dobbs has already made $5 million in the NFL? So if if, if uh, he wants to do aerospace technology, uh, he can do it for free because he's, he's set. $5 million bucks already, but, I mean, here's the guy sitting out, not doing anything two weeks ago. Didn't know the playbook. Yeah. And Minnesota brings him in. Now he's won a couple of games in a row, and I think he's won the job. Um, it, it's it's an unbelievable story. It's a great story on so many levels uh, because you know when you go into a new team like that, there's just so much you got to learn. It's not only just the playbook, your teammates, you know how receivers like to get up, what are their favorite routes, um, how to read, how you like your line play to be. It's just a lot to absorb in a short period of time, and for him to be able to make that adjustment, and I'm sure they've had to cut back on their playbook to some degree, but he's playing with a lot of confidence. He seems very, very calm out there. He's making good decisions with the football. And, man, it is a great story. I mean, they've won five games in a row now thanks to his play. 
Um, and and in a good position in that division, of course, Detroit is running. I mean, Detroit has been fantastic. I think they're like fifteen and four over their last nineteen games, so they're playing extremely well. But I, I'm loving the Josh Dobbs story. I hope they can keep it going. I I I'm did you think? When Joshua Dobbs is at Tennessee, you've been doing this w- with us for 30 years. I'm thinking about all these quarterback stories this year, from Brock Purdy to the kid in, in Chicago, Bajent, who played at Shepard, a Division II school, undrafted, <laughs> to, to, to leading the Bears to a couple of their three wins. Uh, it's it's amazing. But did you think Dobbs would be an NFL quarterback? I th- I thought he had the potential to be a good quarterback because he just he he understands how to read defenses and he's got a good arm and he's and he's mobile, uh, so I thought he'd have a shot. Um, it's been interesting to see the way his career has taken him around to the number of teams that he's he's had to play for, but. I think in a lot of ways that makes him better. I mean, he just he's understood how other teams scheme, uh, and he's just a r- brilliant guy that understands how to play this game. Um, a blessing for the Vikes that Cousins got hurt. <laughs> uh, I never would say that uh, when a player gets hurt like that because Kirk Cousins wasn't playing horrible. It's just they just had so many other things that they weren't doing well that were contributing to their losses. So. Um, Hate to see a guy get hurt like that, but it's great when you can find a player like Dobbs and he can come in and play. And he wasn't actually the guy scheduled to play. I guess they had an injury and then they had to put him in there. And uh, he's he's played well. Cleveland upsets Baltimore. Um, that division, the NFC North, everybody's over 500. Clearly the best in the NFL, but that's another upset. It is an upset. And uh, the great part of that game for me was just seeing Deshaun Watson finally show some vintage Deshaun Watson. He was brilliant in the second half and really was able to engineer a couple of drives that made all the difference in that game. And of course, them getting an opportunity to kick a field goal at the end to win it was just huge for them uh, because they've got a great defense. It's just that they're offensive play had been up and down because their quarterback position had been so volatile. Um, Will Levis, great story, comes in. Tannehill hurt. He's it kind of ended this week. Um, Titans couldn't do very much at all against the Tampa Bay team that I don't think is all that good. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, uh, in that division, the teams that are rising are are Jacksonville and Houston, and and the Titans are just struggling. I mean, defensively and offensively, um, they've just got a lot of things they got to get figured out, and. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of time to do it. San Francisco had hit a bump. They'd lost three in a row. Now they're playing Jacksonville. I saw this. Um, it's crazy. I, I, I don't know what to make of it, but Justin Fields. Everything comes back to the Bears for me, right? <laughs> so he's missed, what, two or three games now? I think it's three games. And uh, he has 11 touchdowns, six interceptions. Here's the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence, who, you know, Jaguars are pretty good. Right, he's only thrown like nine touchdowns and six interceptions in three more games than Justin Fields has played. So the Jaguars have been pretty good elsewhere because Trevor Lawrence has been very pedestrian. Yeah, I think um, you know their running game is is has been solid form, and they've got a really good defense, and they're well coached. They don't they don't beat themselves, right. and and a lot of times it, it just gets down to that. Uh, we saw that last night. So I mean. Um, the Jags have a, have a good team, but man, the the Texans are rising in the AFC South uh, with CJ Stroud playing the way he's playing. Uh, he's leading. He's the rookie league. of the year, isn't he? He's easily rookie of the year if, if, if all goes the way it's been going. But he's leading the league in passing. I mean, it's it's been years since a rookie led the league in passing, and he's playing in the way that he's playing. The the drives that he's engineering at the end of the game are just not the type of things that you see with a rookie quarterback. Just Incredible, incredible performance by him. And then San Francisco, man, did they ever right their ship? Because that was a one-sided ball game. It was, and and of course, you know, they are getting some of their key guys back. Uh, you know, they got Debo Samuel back in the lineup. Trent Williams, their 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 left tackle, was in that game, hadn't played in a while. And then it doesn't hurt to uh, pick up a Chase Young in a trade and and be able to pressure the quarterback the way that they're doing now. It's it's uh it's they're you know when they play well they're, they're 
they're a really formidable team. Three intriguing games for me this week. Bengals and Ravens on Thursday night. Both are needing wins. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Baltimore, you know, I, I think when they're just a very balanced team. The way that they've been running the football so far this year and the way their defense has been playing, if you look at the games they've lost, they've all been pretty close games. Uh, and the Bengals were on a good little streak um, leading up to this past weekend. So it should be a good game. It's a game that both teams really need to win. Um I like Baltimore in that game, but it should be well played. Titans at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is going to be hungry to to bounce back, and it's going to be in Florida. Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville, I think, uh, at home should bounce back and play well against the Titans. These are teams that are very familiar with each other, being division opponents. Um, And I expect expect that the Jacksonville will will hold court at home. And then Super Bowl replay. Right, a replay of last year, Philadelphia and Kansas City. This one's in KC. The Chiefs are a field goal favorite. It's going to be Hurts against Mahomes. Two great offenses, two great teams, all told. And uh, you know, I got to, I got to think Kansas City at home is going to win the game. But who knows? You know, Philadelphia does play well on the road. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, just ho- hopefully, Jason, uh, their quarterback Hurts is 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 rebounded from that ankle sprain because he he is struggling a little bit. Uh, but their their offensive passing game is just really formidable, and that's going to be the test for me. Is can Kansas City really defend and and hold this this offensive attack? Because AJ Brown has been on a tear tear this year. Um, and I think uh, that's going to be the key in this game. I, I like Philadelphia in this game, but it'll be interesting to see if Kansas City can win it at home. Any other intriguing thing for you? Yeah, I'm looking forward to when Houston and Jacksonville play. I think that's uh, going to be a contest that will, I think going to be interesting throughout the rest of the year. When they played earlier, Houston won, um, but uh, Jacksonville, uh, I think is going to that's going to be a nice. Com- Tests going down the road, I think. Since we already mentioned Houston and and uh, C.J. Stroud, we have to bring this up because Charlotte is now the worst team in the NFL, and they had the first pick with Bryce Young. Sometimes I think people forget players, they get put into positions that are tough, that are almost impossible. What would Bryce Young be like if he were with Houston and their offensive line? What would C.J. Stroud be like with Charlotte and their O.L.? I don't know. But um, do you think there's buyer's remorse in Charlotte for picking the wrong guy? Yeah, I mean, I think the key with any rookie quarterback is, is what kind of talent you can put around him. And unfortunately, you know, Bryce Young is just doesn't have a lot of help. I mean, in that offense, they just so don't have small. anybody that scares anybody um, offensively. And and C.J. Stroud has just gone to a team that's uh, that's really got some good talent around him, and that's been the difference. Um, now, I think if they can get some players around Bryce Young, I think they see a better performance out of him. He's got a lot to learn, though. All right. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Look forward to it. That's our man. That is Jeff Moore. He is brought to you in part by the Eflin Insurance Team. So they do this collaboratively. Matt, his team, people like Andrew and Grant and Heath, are going to sit down, get to know you and your family, what's important, what's your budget, and then they will protect you, your home, your auto, and make sure you're set with life insurance. If you've got a small to mid-sized business, same sort of thing. They'll sit you down. They'll get to know your product, your employees, what your budget is, what's important. They may even forecast your business out. And then they will protect you if you've got a small to mid-sized business, the perfect commercial insurance is there after they get to know you. All you've got to know is their number, 901-386-GUR, because they're big Tiger fans, 901-386-4777. Get protected the collaborative way. Call the Eflin Insurance Team. We're back. Let's take a little bit of a look at SMU and Memphis. That comes your way in just a minute. Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. 
Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. Big talk all over the city about Memphis SMU. Big game, chance for a signature game for Ryan Silverfield. I hear so much, seriously, all over the place, message boards, all this other stuff about not a signature win, doesn't beat teams that are over 500. Only beats the teams that he's expected to beat, and he's done that. That's true. Now, the losses this year, by 7 to Missouri in St. Louis, which was at Missouri, pretty much. And they own the crowd. They had 40,000. Wouldn't have been that much different in Columbia. And they lose by a touchdown in the game to the very end to the same team that just beat Tennessee by 29 points. By the way, what are they, 9 now? In the new poll, I think that's right. Nine or ten, Missouri. That's one loss. The other loss is to Tulane, and, and I think Tulane is the best team in the American. If not, I would have to say SMU is. SMU is top ten in offense, top ten in defense in the country. This is a, this is a tough game. All right, but Zach, real quick, I because I, I hadn't seen. I, I heard Greg and Neil. I talk about this a little bit. What is the line on that game? Because I want to say it opened at like five and a half, but now it's much more, right? What have you got? Right now, the line for the game, I mean, this, like I said, this could could be changed at any moment. Um, the line is sitting at uh, eight and a half favoring SMU. Eight and a half. Now, I do believe the line to open up at, at, uh, it was like at seven. five and a half. Yeah. I think it was. I, I, I really do. I think I thought it opened up. At five and a half, so yeah, eight and a half is what I'm I'm looking at here. So it's gone up three in their their direction. Now you take into account that normally there's a two to three point swing here for home court home field advantage. That's almost like a ten point game. That that is a ten point game, ten and a half, eleven point game, right? So uh, that that is because I mean, let's face it, this team has scored fifty points multiple times this year. And if you look at the way Memphis has played defense the last three or four weeks, even in this winning streak, where they've scored 48 points a game, um, I, I don't have it in front of me, but but they, they've given up quite a bit of points. Uh, it would not be shocking, because I think their coach, Lashley, I do believe he is trying to murder people. He is trying to run up scores big time. And if he has the chance here, because Memphis, a couple of years ago in Dallas, is before he was there, I think it was when Sonny Dykes, who's now TCU, was there. Memphis put 60 on him. Memphis killed him. It was like 35 to nothing in the first 10, uh, uh, 20 minutes of the game. In the middle of the second quarter, they were up by five touchdowns. It was crazy. And um, I don't know if anybody's still around from that. That was the Norvell era here. They're, they're going to try to murder Memphis, I think. Uh, but but if Memphis were to win this game, because Memphis can score too. Now, what's the high health of Hennigan? I think he's going to be 100% okay. So will Blake Watson. Will Jonah Gamble, the the left guard who's been a starter for three years, will he be back? I, there's a chance. He made the trip last week, but he didn't dress. So he's closer. He's missed three weeks. He would help. They've played a bunch of extra guys now, you know, the, they, they, I think, are are slightly better in the offensive line now than they were to begin the year. I think they have gotten better. They've run the ball. Blake Watson's been terrific. But SMU's defense is better than any of the defenses that we faced the last four weeks in this winning streak. So this, this, this will be a fun game. I hope there's a lot of people that are there. If you win this game, we keep talking about this week to week, but it's the truth. That's all you can do is take it week to week. And if Memphis were to win this game, now they're 9-2. And And here's the best part about it for me. 
You go to the champion. You, you got to beat Philly, and you should. Temple lost. They have no chance, by the way, of getting into a bowl. They have nothing to play for. Usually, when that occurs, the will to stay in games and to win games goes down. It's human nature. So they should win no matter what happens. Now, they may have the same, if they were to lose Saturday, they may have the same fatigue. Yeah, now we can't do it. We're going to the Birmingham Bowl or, you know, we're going back to Dallas for the first responder bowl. Um, so, you know, that can be a bummer if they were to lose. Yeah. I still don't think they would trip at Philly, but they they have lost games there. <laughs> you know, who knows what the weather's going to be like day oh, after Thanksgiving, boy. although it's a morning game. But um, I don't think it'll be any worse than the 93. Here, here, here's the thing. If they win this game, though, the bowls that you're looking at, okay, that means if you beat Temple, and you will if you win this game because you got everything to play for to get in the championship game. Now, it depends if Tulane beats Texas-San Antonio because Texas-San Antonio, which is undefeated in the league, has three losses, though. They play South Florida at home, which they could lose that game because South Florida can score. That that little six-three quarterback that weighs two ten, he can run, he can throw. They got offense, and they got a good defensive line. Um, they could lose that game, or I, you know, I think Tulane will beat them. And and honestly, they have Tulane has to beat them for Memphis must win the next two games, and Tulane has to beat Texas San Antonio at this point for Memphis to get into the championship game. Now, if you are in the championship game against Tulane, if you win, depending on what happens with these voters, will they let James Madison become bowl eligible? They've appealed. Would they let Liberty? Liberty's going to be undefeated. I think. They'll be 13-0. Would they take a two-loss Memphis? The only two losses would be to Missouri and Tulane. Would they take those two losses over a perfect Liberty that really didn't beat anybody? I don't know. Let's just say that they would. So if you win the championship game, you're going to the Fiesta Bowl. If you lose the championship game, I'm pretty sure now the loser is affiliated with Fenway, the Fenway Bowl, to play an ACC team. That'd be okay. Play in Fenway Park? Now it's in December. It'll be cold, but... (laughs) <laughs> unique, it's unique. I mean, that's kind of cool. So your chance, your your your. If you win Saturday, there's pretty good odds you're either going to the Fiesta Bowl, big payday, you know, and you've won a championship, or your consolation is go to the Fenway Bowl and play in historic Fenway Park against a really good challenger and more notoriety. I, that's that's pretty darn good. But it all comes down to Saturday where the Tigers are big underdogs. And they're big underdogs for one reason, defense. Yeah. That's really, that's really the last few weeks. Defense yeah. hasn't been nice. So we'll see what Matt Barnes can put together this week. Now, I will I will give it a consolation, though. The Tigers, for the most part, with the with the morning kickoff games, they've, they fare, fare pretty well. Yeah. Well, it'll be, it'll be 12... Are we calling that morning? It's eleven here. Yeah, that's what, yeah the morning. So, but it's noon in Philly. What do we call oh, it? Well, I, I, I say we noon. call it morning. If it helps us, we'll call it morning. Yeah, but you our know, body clocks are going to be eleven, right? Right. Okay, we'll go that way. Um, last thing, Tigers in Atlantis because we, we're just talking. Like, of course, they got to take care of business against uh, Alabama State and Tony Madlock's team on Friday which will be the last time Rick uh, Stansbury is going to be your head coach. But the Tigers play Michigan. If they win, they play the winner of the Arkansas-Stanford game, which is most likely going to be Arkansas. So if you were to win those two games... I mean, you got, by the way, you just missed in the polls. You're 26. So you're the number one also receiving votes. You win those two games, you're locked into the top 25 at a pretty good position. Um, If you lose, then you have to wait, take two out of three. The upper bracket there is North Carolina. I think it's Northern Iowa. 
Villanova, and Texas Tech. So, and Nova lost to Penn uh, to Penn University last night. Yeah, so. Nova's not quite been there since Jay Wright left. No, not quite the same. Um, but all of those take out Northern Iowa. Those are pretty good schools. I doubt you'd play one of them. You're most likely you're going to end up uh, with. At Northern Iowa or Villanova, Texas Tech. But anyway, two out of three with a win over Michigan. And Stanford, most likely. or No, you wouldn't play Stanford. You win Michigan, you play Arkansas. Um, and, and I think Memphis is, 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 is certainly going to beat Michigan. That's my, my sense. Two out of three there. Not quite. Maybe you're still also receiving votes, but you've you've got a couple of signature wins already yeah. over big schools, Michigan and Missouri, and you're feeling a little bit better uh, about getting a seed. And you've still got plenty of games to add to your resume to get the seeding. You know what? If Memphis can get six or better, that would be perfect. That'll do it for us today. This portion of the show brought to you by Ken. Ken Garland, Custom Home Builders. We're talking 70 years, two generations of the finest home building in our area. Go to KenGarland.com. You'll see what I'm talking about. Here's the thing about Ken. His dad did this before him. 70 years here. He sees all the little details of everything that's going on, yet he knows the big picture, and he knows the commitment you're making. So he's going to work closely with you, and you should expect this, quality construction on time, on budget. He knows the financial commitment you're making. By the way, if you need land, he's got it. If you've got land you don't know how to utilize, he can do that. If you want to stay in your home, you love your lot, you want the modern amenities, he's the king of renovation with innovation, all the new modern amenities he'll put into your older home. All you got to do is call, and that number is simple, 751-1632. If you're ready to build the dream home, call Ken, Ken Garland, Custom Home Builders. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Johnny Radio is next. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>